Okay, well, welcome to the Shantae Golson Show, where every entrepreneur and C-level and above want to be in tune. So go ahead and get that coffee, get that tea, and listen, turn off all distractions, because we have some meaty information today. We have someone special, and I'm getting ready to introduce her, and she's here to help us along in the journey of recovering or preventing burnout. So I would like to uh, introduce my guest, Raven Waterman. She's uh, a New York-based executive leadership coach. And throughout Raven's career, in addition to direct practice, she's held progressive high leadership roles within nonprofit organizations supervising staff, leading teams, and developing and implementing training designed to promote skills, acquisitions, and enhance professional performance. So in about 2019, Raven founded Raven's Wings LLC, where she offers virtual coaching service to women. Now she's committed to supporting women in living emotionally and professionally healthy satisfying lives. Uh, Shantae Golson Show, why don't we put our hands together for our guest, Raven Waterman. Thanks for being here, Raven. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. And thank you for having me on. Absolutely. We're so excited to get some meaty and juicy information that's going to help our leadership team, as well as I'm pretty sure our CEOs will gather information from our interview as well. So Raven, you state that leadership coaching is a fundamental way that you help women gain satisfying and healthy lives. So tell us, what type of development uh, are you referring to when you make mention of leadership coaching? Okay. Um, so I'm specifically talking about building um, your leadership capacity being able to manage teams efficiently, effectively, um, improve outcomes, but really um, to feel satisfied in your role. I think that a lot of times uh, women in particular can you know, earn a position um, and then be challenged by some of the uh, unexpected things that come up in that role mm -hmm. and then sort of start to doubt, are they able to actually lead as effectively as they would like to? So leadership coaching is a way to help them to really feel confident in their leadership um, and then be able to also bring that to their team. Okay. So what are some, of, as you uh, progress with these uh, leaders, these women leaders, what are some of the pain points or the things that they do have to overcome to be a sharp leader? Um, one of the, the biggest things is, is recognizing that they actually are highly skilled and talented. Uh, I think sometimes people have progressed throughout their careers and still kind of are under the impression that they either got there by luck or maybe because people like them. They, you know, they really kind of have a disconnect between who they are and what they've actually brought that's, that's prepared them for this position and then how to maximize that. So I think that's one of the biggest pain points. The other pain point is, um, you know, as you move up in, in a role, it can become more and more isolating. So mm -hmm. sometimes lacking a sounding board um, and also building a team, you know, how to flex your style to be able to get uh, your teammate, your team members, right, um, perform the way that you need them to in order to be successful. 
Okay. I know that with some of the women that I work with, one of the major things for them is not understanding or at least having fear of being emotional in the workplace. Now, we're not talking about boo-hoo-hoo-hoo, but we're talking about being able to be resilient with their emotions, especially as you're going to meeting, to meeting, to meeting, to meeting, and maybe some of your ideas were knocked down by the you know, the president or et cetera, and you got to go to another meeting, but you can't deal with that emotions. What do you think about that? Um, I think that, I think that is a common concern. I think you find that for people, women who are in leadership roles within organizations, but even Mm -hmm. women who are entrepreneurs, right? That, that you can sometimes tend to, and I think all people do it. I don't think this is just a a woman thing, but I think it's a a stereotype for women that, oh, we're going to be so much more emotional. And I think instead of, um, you know, fighting that one, don't, personalize whatever happens in in business, or at least try not to recognize that sometimes your idea is, it may not be um, accepted in that moment. Take that feedback, use it. How can you maybe apply it to to sharpen that idea? Um, But also to recognize that, you know, there's probably other great ideas that you have um, put forward that have been successful. And so you can equally lean into that too um, and and just take that, that confidence that, you know what, I actually, this may be one that didn't work, but it doesn't mean others aren't, um, haven't been valuable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also to, to not look to be cold or distant or, you know, some other version of leadership. Find what is your authentic style. And if that is to be warmer and inviting, or if that is to be more um, concrete and factual, then, you know, that's your style. You just need to sometimes be able to flex it depending on what you're trying to achieve in, in the moment. Okay. And so in layman's term, you're really talking about look at the good over the bad. Yes. Right? In the yep. in, Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you talk about, let's talk a little bit about this informal development. Tell us what you mean by that. So informal development can happen through, um, you know, peer groups, um, joining groups with other women who maybe are in a similar industry um, or who have similar goals. That can be a form of informal development. I would say mentorship can be informal because you can really um, find your your own mentors through um, connection and relationships. Um, And so that can be another form of of informal mentorship. Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Informal Mm -hmm. development. Yeah. So then what's the difference between informal development and formal development? And what are some So formal development, uh, for example, um, you know, supervision is a form of formal development um, where you're regularly meeting with your supervisor if that is possible, but also coaching is a form of formal development because you are establishing with that coach specifically what you want to work on um, and, you know, what your goals, what outcomes you're looking for. You have specifics around the time frame that you're going to be working together, the time frame of the, the sessions, but also what the deliverables are for you and and for the coach so you're able to control uh your meetings with a coach because you are setting them up you're paying for them you're sharing what you need from them versus informal your supervisor you may not have control of the meetings that you have conversations about okay right all right so well the examples of um former development. What are some 
things that people want to work on that you may not have mentioned before? Um, so things like networking, um, that is something that I think it's a term that gets used a lot, but people can struggle with what does that really mean? Mm -hmm. um, being clear about what their, you know, like their values are, their professional values and how the work that they're doing either aligns with that or doesn't align with that. Um, so that comes up. Um, being able to to think critically through particular like dilemmas that are happening for them right then that mm -hmm. often comes up and we'll you know we can talk through those critical thinking you're mm -hmm. okay yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. okay and, and even like what you said before taking the good over the bad recognizing that even in those moments where something maybe didn't go the way that you had hoped or as well as you had hoped how you know, got, being guided through looking for the takeaways from mm. that, right? Or for example, you know, if you're, you maybe, you, like you said, you can't control how you're working with your supervisor, but you can use coaching to think through, well, what things can you do to improve that working relationship um, with, you know, up, down, across, right? right, um, right. And so using coaching as a space to talk through some of those, those concerns as well. Right. And a lot of uh, things that I do in, the, in uh, consulting and coaching is helping them to understand how to communicate effectively. And so sometimes we come up with scripts uh, that they can lean on when they're going to have these conversations, especially with people who, uh, who are in greater positions than them. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Well, I think that's a great idea because you, you then you can go in and feel more prepared and so even if things veer a little bit you can kind of come back to you know mm -hmm. this what this script is and and you don't get lost kind of in your own right. Um, thoughts right 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 so how can a person who obtains formal development um how do they find out where to look for formal development on their own or through their jobs? Mm -hmm. um, so on your on their own, I think um, doing your research online, um, really you can look for executive leadership coaches or leadership coaches, business coaches, depends on you know what your particular focus is. Word of mouth is always great. Um, talking with other, and this is where like those peer groups um, and memberships can come into play because that can be a great space to share resources, um, not just about coaching, but even, um, you know, books, podcasts, right, that, you know, can be really helpful as a part of your development. Um, so those are ways that you, you, you know, you can find those kinds of resources. Now, let's kind of talk about the elephant in the room. I may can imagine that people are saying, I hear what you are saying, that is something that I may need, but I just don't understand this new terminology of executive leadership coach. I, I hear what you do, but what exactly is that? Where did it come from? So kind of share some insight on those who may still have that curiosity. Um, I, you know, it's, it's, it's not a new concept. I think it's existed for, for a very long time. I think we're just 
starting to see people talk more openly about obtaining coaching. Um, and maybe that's what's different because, you know, the, the idea that you, when you step into a leadership position, you have to be this fully formed, uh, you know, person is sort of going out the window. And um, ideally we're emphasizing that professional development is something that, you know, you can be pursuing at any point in your career. Right. So we talk about executive leadership coaching. It's really talking about how do you as a leader thrive in your role? Not just, you know, you got the promotion. That's wonderful. You got the title. That's wonderful. But now how can you thrive and be successful in that? Um, and, and I want to add an, another way to even bring that conversation in to your organization is as part of, you know, when you are being courted by an organization to discuss, you know, would they um, um, support providing you with a leadership coach or as part of regular development conversations um, where you're talking about, you know, here's what I've, you know, accomplished this, this, this past year or this past six months. Mm -hmm. Here is how I would like to develop. Uh, what are the resources that are available? Um, mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people don't, because we don't ask for it, we just mm -hmm. assume it's not something that could possibly be provided to us. Right. And, and I think one of the reasons why people don't ask for it is because they are afraid of looking incompetent. Mm -hmm. within their position. You know, I work with the uh, VPs of major hospitals and things of that particular sort, and they just allow their boss to pile up, pile up, pile up. They're already doing this, they're doing that, they're doing this, and everybody's wondering how they're getting this all done, yet not being able to speak, for, speak up for themselves. So that's kind of just some more examples of professional development and what executive leadership coaching does. It prepares you for work-life balance. It prepares you to be satisfied and fulfilled in your particular position. Right, right. Yeah, some of the things that we're, you're talking about, those are the things that, that create stress, right? Toxic stress, yeah. not just, right, you know, day-to-day -day stress. Mm -hmm. We'll experience day-to-day -day stress, but toxic levels of stress because you are juggling so much and don't necessarily feel like you have that space to actually talk through mm -hmm. some of, you know, the, what are very normal challenges in, in leadership. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think that, that that's absolutely right. That fear of like, oh, if I say that I, you know, I'm looking for this type of support, well, they'll think I'm incompetent. But I think a great way to approach that is, I want to keep developing. I want to make sure that I also can be able to, to coach and support my team. I want to develop skills that will help this organization continue to meet its mission, right? So when you right. think about it from that lens, it's not about incompetence and it's more about how I, how I can keep growing um, me, my, my team and, and this, this organization. Right. And when you look at it that way, it gives you confidence and it helps you in those low self-esteem areas because uh, those in high positions, you know, they don't like to admit it. And, and you know, I, and I share this with them. I call it out because we got to know the truth. One of the things that I share, my biggest motto is I can help you through truth. I can't help you to fix a lie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, sometimes they're so prideful because you climb up, you feel alone, you can't let anybody know that you're human. Uh, while we all know that everybody is human, who's working in the organization? And so sometimes we have these limiting beliefs, these, these 
thoughts, these th ways of thinking, that mindset that kind of conflicts who we want other people to see us as, but we're that scary little person inside and we're trying to play it off. We're trying to wear a mask. Now we're not talking about a mask as a result of COVID, but we're talking about a falsehood. Um, and so I, t I teach people how to be truthful with themselves, to walk in your truth. I think that's very important towards what you were saying, be being authentic. Because if you, you're not aware of who you are and what you need, you can't be authentic. You'll just be another copy, right, of your supervisor or a supervisor you had three years ago that you really liked their style. You're trying to piece it all together and you're trying to figure out why it's not working. Right, right. No, that's a wonderful point. Um, and and I, I, I think that's a wonderful point, being able to be authentic to yourself. But also, I think one of the things that, people kind of like forget is what, you know, when you are a leader, you actually just showing that I'm looking to grow, right? And and sharing that and being uh, authentic with your team. And, you know, these are where I see my strengths, um, even looking for feedback from them, you, you that in, in itself can strengthen your leadership. And mm -hmm. instead of thinking that, you know, they're looking for you to walk in the room and have all the ideas and be a particular way, um, you actually can inspire people because you're willing to be open and vulnerable. You're willing to talk about the areas that you're looking to grow. Um, and you're really looking to help them grow. I think that one of the biggest things that people struggle with around their, the people who lead them is a sense of like, you know, are you willing to invest in, in, in me? Right. But if, if they can see that you're willing to invest in yourself, that will give them more confidence. Like, OK, this is this is a place where growth is something that's supported. Um, and that really can change the way that, you know, people relate to their leaders and leaders can relate to each other. Mm -hmm. And that's so wonderful and idealistic. A lot of cultures and a lot of corporations just don't have that culture while they stay on the surface. They do when you really go into it they don't so we're hoping that uh people speak up so that they, it can be known what they need you know i know they have multiple service like uh eaps things that particular sort but um sometimes we just need to change the dynamic of the culture if you're in a leadership position i think that's a great uh time to do that so right now let's talk about the development of well the support of retention how does development support retention? Um, one of the things that I think people fail to do is really think about succession planning. You know, like really, this is something that one of my former supervisors stressed. And I think it was, it was you know, so valuable and a valuable conversation because as you are looking within your organization at the talent that is there, um, and, and not even just the talent that's there, but even as you're bringing in talent, right? Thinking about, where can where do we want this organization to go so when you are bringing people in um emphasizing the value of development 
and then actually providing real supports, not just like you said, not just saying it, but actively doing it. Mm-hmm. What you're saying to people is that we, we, this is a place where you can continue to grow. Um, I think so often, particularly in nonprofits, people have to move out in order to move up. Um, and ma- so just imagine how much talent gets lost because people are constantly having to leave in order to move up in, and progress in their careers. Um, and, you know, there's, there's studies that have said that people often leave because they feel undervalued, but they also feel like there is no room for growth. So mm-hmm. if people knew that we actually provide these types of, of um, leadership opportunities, growth opportunities, cross-training opportunities, mentorships, um, that they feel then that, you know what, you're actually invested in us. You're invested in this workforce. Um, and these are all the ways that I, you know, that I can grow here. I want to put down those roots because I also want to invest in an organization that wants to invest in me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So retention more so speaks about on the business side versus um, the leadership side, as far as the, the individual who's in leadership, because you're talking about that the business, if they don't have room to grow, they don't have room to help the leader be challenged, then it's difficult to keep folks there. So this may be a message for the business owner, the nonprofit owner. Uh, there may be some folks in nonprofit that's listening, so we never, we never know. But it, I think that was a good point to bring out that we as business owner must consider the growth of our clientele, but also the growth of our leaders. Mm-hmm. So development support for future goals in executive leadership coaching looks like what for uh, your coaching clients? So um, I'll say that that for a leader, you know, most people want to have an impact. They want to have an impact. They want to be, they want to feel like that what they're doing is purposeful. And I think that even when you are a leader, if you don't feel that what you're doing, you, you know, it has any kind of impact, eventually you're also going to be looking to leave. So mm-hmm. I think that conversation around retention is as much for organizations, but also for that leader who right now is listening and saying, you know, I'm showing up every day, but I just feel stuck. I don't feel like, um, you know, I'm really having any impact. I don't know why I'm going there every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think I just want to, you know, emphasize that I think it matters on both, on both sides. And, you know, what it looks like, that process looks like is once you are, you know, in meeting with somebody to talk about leadership coaching, mm-hmm. you want to share what your journey, what your professional journey has been so far. You want to then outline some of what you see as being your goals. Um, it's, it's great to talk about, have you had these kind of development conversations with your supervisor or, or executive, you know, CEO, whomever, have you had these kind of conversations? Have there been things that you've both identified as being areas for growth? Mm-hmm. Um, and then really establishing the expectations around the concrete, right? Like, yeah. how often are we going to meet? What is that going to look like? Um, right now, um, that's the wonderful thing about 
you know, coaching, it translates very well to, to virtual work, right? So it also gives you that flexibility. Um, you may want to share if you've had evaluations, you know, you may want to share that so that you guys can talk about uh, what was some of the feedback you got and, you know, where were the, where were those pain points? Mm -hmm. How would, how can we work together? Mm -hmm. Okay, Raven, we appreciate your insight and sharing with us what executive leadership coaching is really about and how it can be impactful with our leaders. Share with us how we can uh, meet you online. Where can we go to find you? You can find me on um, Instagram at Raven's Wings LLC. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn at, uh, you know, LinkedIn at Raven Waterman. Um, and you can find me at my website, ravenswingsllc.com. Okay. Now, is there any other place or any other thing that we need to know about you? Any upcoming things? Uh, so my upcoming things right now, I'm building a um, membership group for women who are in leadership roles. Um, mm -hmm. So that is something that I'm, I'm looking to launch in, in the near future. Um, and also looking to um, launch a, a podcast as well, yet to be named um, in, in the near future to, to be able to continue, you know, conversations like this. Okay, well, I appreciate your time and being here. One last question. It's a little silly question, but if you could be any animal in the world, what would you be and why would you be this animal? Okay. Um, the first thought I had was a unicorn, and I know that they are not, they are not real. They are not in the world. I know that. <laughs> But you know what? I guess that was the first thought because it just uh, there, it's just the idea of that sort of magic, right? Magic and and the beauty of 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 unicorns. And and again, I know they're not real. Um, but I think that for me, that was the first thought that I had because even with launching my business, my goal was to have that sort of be that kind of magical change for people mm -hmm. um, and get them to a place where, you know, they, they do stop having those limiting beliefs and do really begin to believe in themselves and recognize that, um, that there's so much more that, you know, they can be accomplishing and, um, and if they just, you know, can work through getting out of their way, um, it sort of opens up a whole new world sometimes. Okay. Well, Raven, thank you for entertaining my question. Thank you so much for being here. Okay, folks, go ahead and reach out to Raven online, wherever she is, all those particular social medias, and she'll be glad to reach back out to you. Thank you so much for listening to the Shantae Golson podcast. If you want to see this version of the podcast, feel free to go to the YouTube channel, Shantae Golson International, where you can see Raven and I's interview uh, live on camera. So make it a great day. Be efficient and effective in your position. And we'll talk to you next Thursday. Bye-bye.